This NFL Week 14 Player Props Edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all your favorite SGPN podcasts, contests, and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store today to download America's number one D-Gen app. Welcome everyone to the NFL PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, December the 15th, currently 4.03 on the East Coast. Here to get into our NFL Week 15 player props for the Sunday games and recap what we saw on Thursday night football. And joining me here, I got my guy here with me. You guys know him as the king of the motorsports world, the hardest working man in the sports media space. It's Rod Gomez. Rod, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Apparently the guy who also needs to buy himself a new mic cable because uh, I keep making all those crazy noises, but I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy that last night went the way it went. That was actually a fun game to watch. However, a little disappointed in the Chargers defense for uh, one, allowing the Raiders to go hog wild on them and two, not capitalizing on it by making some tackles and some sacks in that. I mean, that game got out of hand so early that that Khalil Mack sack never happened. And then Derwin James, all he was doing was playing center field last night. I was a little bit pissed off about that one too, but I mean, look, all in all, what did we hit? We hit a DST, a Raiders DST touchdown. You hit uh, uh, Jacoby Myers in there. Um, almost got him for a first touchdown if we would have just, you know, been able, but dude, we hit some pretty big bets last night. Yeah. Yesterday was a nice bounce back uh, for both um myself and you rod i know i had an absolutely terrible week last week on thursday night football so it was it felt good to bounce back uh this week on thursday night football we hit um three touchdown bets so you hit the biggest one which was the raiders defense and special teams i was right what plus 750 um i threw in Devonte adams at plus 155 and then also jacoby myers at plus 250 uh swept the board on the pop uh, the props that i did give out with eckler over 26 and a half receiving yards. That number did close 29 and a half. So I'm, I'm praying that everybody did get that at, at uh, lower than uh, or uh, less than 29 and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, Aiden O'Connell over on his pass attempts got uh, there fairly easily. And then my last one was Gerald Everett. Uh, and that one, I think, cashed within the first half, I want to say, um, you know, for my prop bets. And you also had an incredible night as well. So, Rod, I mean, the game last night, like you mentioned, um, it was well. I know we'll talk about it probably extensively here before we do get into our props. So, um, you want to rattle off the the winners that you gave out as well, just kind of you know tout ourselves a little bit. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, yeah, I had the Easton Stick longest completion uh, over thirty three and a half. That one did not hit, unfortunately. Uh, or I actually, I think I said under. I, I typed in over on this, but I think I went under. Uh, I on thought the, you said over. Did I say over? I'll have I to go back. We'll over. double check the tape. Yeah, we'll have to check the tape because I, I, I know that I was cheering for the under because he wasn't getting anywhere near it. But I had Michael Meyer uh, over a 19 and a half receiving yards for sure. Uh, that one. And I said laddered up to 31 and a half. Boy, he definitely came through and then some on that prop. So if you laddered it all the way up to the plus 190, uh, you are a very happy camper. 
I tell you what, man, Mayor, he, he may just very well become that tight end threat and a league winner if you have him in fantasy. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. He had a really good day last week. Both, uh, sorry, on Thursday night, uh, both tight ends had a great week as well. So overall, great pod for us uh, for the Thursday night. Hopefully, we can carry that over into the Sunday games. But obviously, I think you and I talked about this yesterday. Is that probably Brandon Staley's days were numbered, and I think this was absolutely the final nail in the coffin after you give up forty-two points in the first half alone to the Las Vegas Raiders and a team that we talked about Rod that got shut out by the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously the Minnesota Vikings defense is a whole hell of a lot better than the Los Angeles chargers, but for you to give up 42 points and no disrespect to Aiden O'Connell, but they didn't have Josh Jacobs last night. I don't believe Devontae Adams did end up playing. He had a great game for them, um, but it was every single guy on that offensive side of the football, at least from a skill position standpoint, had a, a pretty great night. And I'm pretty sure a lot of those guys, if not all those guys, got over their stat projections, whether it was receiving yards and a lot of anytime touchdowns yesterday as well. But the bigger story here, obviously, this morning we get the news that Brandon Staley and the GM of the Chargers have officially been fired. I think a lot of us were calling for this maybe 10 weeks ago, maybe even last season for Ben Staley. So it seems like it's now going to be a new era for the um, Los Angeles Chargers. But, I mean, I don't think you were shocked when you did hear their news about this uh, Brandon Staley firing this morning, Rod. I don't think he was shocked when he heard yeah. it this morning. I mean, I, really, when you have that bad of a showing and you know that the world is calling for you, you have to know that it's definitely going to happen that next day. I mean, as a, as a franchise, you can't necessarily stand by your man when everybody else is against it. So, yeah, unfortunately, I, I think everybody was. And, uh, you know, little does everybody know, uh, the Spanos family is, is pretty big out here where I live in Stockton. We, we have a building named after Alex Spanos. Uh, hmm. There's a Spanos area of, of uh, where the, like housing and stuff like that out here. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty intimate with the Chargers organization and the ownership. So. Um, you know, I, I made a phone call to to Alex and Dean last night, and I said, "Hey guys, uh, let's 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 make this change." And they said, "Okay." So there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, something that needed to be done in a man of the people uh, is Rod, and and you know, he saved <laughs> Charger fans as well of uh, any more agony. But I mean, look, that that was pretty much the final nail in the coffin last night for Brandon Staley. So if you're a Chargers fan, maybe, I mean, I think the only direction is to go up from here. Obviously you're not going to be making the playoffs. Justin Herbert is done for the season. Um, I think that this is probably going to be, I think the most important hire in this off season, I think throughout the entire NFL, because we talked about it yesterday, Rod, that the amount of talent that this team has on both sides of the football is it's underperforming and I don't want to regurgitate everything that we said yesterday, but again, to nobody's uh, surprise, uh, Brandon Staley did let, uh, was let go. I think the other conversation as well is that we, I, I know I've, I've touted this a lot and I've mentioned that I think Antonio Pierce deserves this job. I, I don't think that the Raiders can fumble this two seasons in a row. Um, he's a play or he's a coach, obviously a former player with the giants that, players want to play for and and he's a, he's a leader and he says the right things and he gets his team ready every single week you know to play professional football games and being in a town in Vegas where you know turning into a sports town i think we're kind of past that phase with now obviously the WNBA team that's won multiple titles in back-to-back -back seasons you have the raiders with the new stadium mark davis as your owner 
Um, the Oakland A's are now moving to Las Vegas and in the rumors of potentially an NBA team as well, uh, moving or uh, expanding a franchise into Vegas led by possibly LeBron uh, to, you know, be a team owner there. So, you know, um, I think that for, uh, for this Raiders team, I think that, you know, number one, the quarterback position is going to be a um, topic in the off season for sure. Um, but I think that if you're a Raiders fans, uh, Rod, that I think you're, you're generally excited about what's kind of how the season has turned around for this team after how it started with Jimmy G and the injuries that they were dealing with. All right, let's not forget about the Las Vegas Vipers, huh? The XFL in the house. Oh, yeah. I Sorry. actually don't know that they're going to come back as in that iteration. I don't think they made the cut. But listen, so my cousin is a hardcore uh, Raiders fan. He's actually He was actually at that game last night. So it was uh, amazing for him to be able to see one of the best performances by his team in history. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, look, just by reading his Instagram stories and his wife's Instagram stories, there's a lot to be excited for for the Raiders. And there are quotes that are said by folks that stick with them for the rest of their life. And I and I want to say that one of the biggest, you know, just win babies up there, right? But how about keep your foot on the gas? That is probably going to go down in Raiders lore as one of the greatest quotes out there because keep your foot on the gas is exactly the way you want to go after a team. You don't want to come back and say, well, we're probably just going to rest our starters. We're up by a million and a half points. We'll probably just go ahead and, and you know, take it easy. No, that's not the mentality over there. They want to keep their foot on the gas. They want to keep this momentum going. They want to keep winning. They want to keep their starters. I know that a lot of people are like, why are so-and-so still out there? When you're a team that needs an identity, you, you can't afford to pull your players. You have to go at them and you have to keep at it when you have the advantage. It's like a, a, a Civil War general or a World War II general. If you have the advantage, you press that advantage. You don't fall back and let the enemy regroup and come back at you again. No, you keep going. And that's what they did last night. And that's going to go a long way for the rest of the season. They may not win them all, yeah. but I guarantee you they'll be in the fight every single game this year. It's effort, right? Like they're they're actually making the effort to, you know, go out there and perform and and you know win ball games like they did obviously last night. I mean, it's not gonna be in a fashion we're going out and putting up sixty-three points every single night, but uh obviously when you have the opportunity to take advantage of a team that was pretty much vulnerable after losing their starting quarterback and a lot of conversation about your head coach, they went out and took care of business on their home field after what transpired last weekend, losing three to nothing. So um yeah. Uh, brighter days ahead for both of these teams. We'll put Thursday night football in the rearview mirror here, um, uh, Rod. And before we actually do get into our Sunday player props here, let me tell everyone about uh, let's talk right about, about prize picks here, uh, Rod. I mean, look, we put together our entry yesterday, we were ever so close to getting into the money. Unfortunately, Khalil Mack uh, didn't get that sack that we did need, but hey. Price mix is some of the most fun that I've had all season long putting together these uh, entries with their uh, fantasy uh, stat projections for these players on a rod has been absolutely crushing it as well. Uh, and price picks again, I've had a lot of success making money. I've made up to 20 times my money just this football season alone. I know NBA seasons in full singer as well. So I got to do on price picks is you just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. It's pretty much that simple. And like I mentioned, with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league tab. So what does that mean? If you want to take a look at LeBron and Travis Kelsey at a combo of 10 and a half, 
of three-pointers made and receptions for both of those players. Well, you can do that over on Prize Picks. You can also play along some of uh, Prize Picks' favorite uh, players like rapper Meek Mill. And you can find uh, community plays under the promos tab of the app that we view entries in the Prize Picks community every single week. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who's uh, who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an, in- an injury insurance policy. And Price Picks also now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So how do you take advantage? Go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and use promo code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash SGPN using promo code SGPN. You'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Rod, another exciting weekend of football upon us for week 15. Hey, we get Saturday and we get Sunday games this week, my friend. So a lot for us to pick from. I'll let you lead it off, buddy. What do we got for our first player prop? Indeed. Yeah, Saturday football. That's going to be awesome again. I know that uh, CFL, XFL, AAF, USFL folks, we, we know all too well about Saturday football, but uh, I, I love it that the NFL has given us some as well. Um, so, all right, let us start with the Dolphins and the uh, Jets. That game, I think that is one of the Saturday games, is it not? That's... Uh, that's uh, Jets and Dolphins, I believe it's on Sunday. Oh, that is on Sunday. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll look at the other. Okay. So anyways, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll stick on Sunday. Jets and Dolphins. I'm going to take Brees Hall because I'm not a hack. I'm going to take his under uh, on his rushing yards. 44 and a half. This is at minus 110 over on bet 365. You know, I know that we've all expected great things out of Brees Hall, and he's shown us some great things, but unfortunately, over the last several weeks, I mean, it has been sort of a a dry wasteland for Brees Hall. Last week, 10 carries, 40 yards. The week before that, 13 for 16, 7 carries for 25, 10 for 23, 13 for 28, 16 for 50, but then you go 12 for 17, 12 for 39. I, I mean, endless. The one good game he had was against Denver where he had 22 carries for 177 yards. But even outside of that, 56, 18, 9. I know that we all, when we hear Brees Hall, all you think about is that 177-yard game, right? And then it sort of clouds your judgment because you feel like every single game is of that caliber. But unfortunately, the stats do not bear that out as well. The last time he faced the Dolphins, seven rushes for 25 yards. It has not been a spectacular year. So this 44 and a half yard total is, is kind of crazy. And when you think about what the dolphins have been doing against running backs this season to the, to the position, uh, they've only been giving up 80.54 yards per game to the running back position this year, overall 95 and a half rushing yards per game. They're not even giving up a hundred yards per game. So like I said, to the entire position, 80, uh, you go back, Derrick Henry only got 34 yards against him last week. Uh, Tajay Spears got 29, 35 for Antonio Gibson. Brian Robinson did get 53, but, you know, that, that's still kind of an outlier. Uh, talked about what they did against the, Josh Jacobs, only 39 against them. So they have been shutting down some pretty good running backs over the course of the season. And I don't see Brees Hall getting many yards at all against this offense. And they're not going to be running more often than I, the Dolphins are going to be up ahead. They're going to have to pass this ball, which is why Brees hasn't been getting a lot of runs. So, um, yeah, all that to say, give me Brees Hall 
under 45 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. Yeah, I mean, love the handicap. You nailed it, right? Uh, the Since week 10, and the Dolphins allowing the fourth least uh, rushing yards uh, to the running back position. Uh, only ahead of them are the Minnesota Vikings, the New England Patriots, and obviously your San Francisco 49ers. So, and you, I mean, you mentioned, right, Rod, like over the last five weeks, Brees Hall is averaging two and a half yards per carry. Like, I don't think that's a recipe, obviously, for success, but. Also, like you mentioned that in this game against the Dolphins, that they should or will going to have to throw uh, throw the football if you're going to be trailing in. In this game, obviously, they are with the point spread of nine and a half here. And I do expect like the Dolphins um, offense to bounce back here. I know Tyreek Hill is officially listed as questionable uh, for this game with an ankle injury. But uh, again, again, it just hasn't been very pretty from Brees Hall uh, over the past several, several weeks. So I do love this player prop. Um, Brees Hall under 45 and a half is the number you said, right? I got 44 and a half. If you can find 44 45, and then absolutely smash that. But yeah, 44 yeah, 100%. and a half. All right. Um, all right. For my first player prop, I'll stick with a running back here as well. Uh, I'm actually going to go to your guy, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Give me the over 27 and a half receiving yards for Christian McCaffrey and number one, I mean, the guy's resume speaks for himself, but if you take a look at what he's been able to do against his Cardinals team that they're facing on Sunday, um, since he got traded from the Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers, he's played in three career games uh, against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And in those games, he's at 67 receiving yards, 34 receiving yards and 71 earlier this season. And he had an absolute monster game in that uh, game against the Cardinals back on October 1st. 20 rush attempts for 106 yards, three touchdowns uh, rushing, but more importantly, through the air. Seven receptions, 71 yards, like I mentioned, and one receiving touchdown. So I think that we'll see a lot of uh, Christian McCaffrey in this game. When you take a look as well um, that the Cardinals have also struggled against the running back position uh, this season, but also since week 10, uh, the Cardinals are allowing the most rushing yards to the opposition, and they're right around giving up only 26.8 receiving yards. But this is a different animal. It's Christian McCaffrey, and they game plan for him differently, and they get him involved in the passing game as well. So I'll say Christian McCaffrey over 27 and a half receiving yards here, Rod. I mean, you just look at the last three outings against the the Cardinals for the 49ers, 38 to 10, 38 to 13, 35 to 16. That's a lot of opportunities for your running back to touch the ball because you're up. And, and with Christian McCaffrey, I know that when they get up too big, you know, then it's Mason, then it's Mitchell. Like those, those guys come in to spell the, the beast. But the reason that they're up that big is because Christian McCaffrey has been performing the way he has early. So, yeah, I expect another gigantic game out of Christian McCaffrey. I expect another gigantic game out of these 49ers against a reeling Cardinals team. So any McCaffrey set, I was going to give one, but I figured that I I'm too close to the situation and I keep doing it. So I backed away. So I'm glad you jumped on one. There we go. Uh, all right, Rod, before we do get into round two of our player props here, my friend, let me tell everyone about hall of fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download, uh, research the, uh, every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any team or, or any bet to learn which players are hot 
and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Rod, let's get into our round two of our player props here, my friend. What do you got? So I'm going to go with another guy that when you think of him, you think of 100,000 catches, 100,000 yards, just about every single game. But unfortunately, lately, that hasn't been true, and that is Justin Jefferson. Um, I've got Justin Jefferson obviously taking on Cincinnati. I'm going to take the under on his reception total. He's set at five and a half right now, and the under is juiced at plus 118. You say I'm crazy because, like I said, you think of Jester Jefferson, all you think of is catching the ball. All you think of is big, gigantic plays. But the last two games, and honestly, they've been suffering at the quarterback position, and so it's difficult to play any good as a, even a star sometimes if you're suffering at the quarterback position. Last two games, three targets, two catches against the Raiders. Now, great. Granted, we know how great the Raiders' defense is now, right? As far as what we've seen last yeah. week, maybe that was, you know, big but uh the week before that six targets only three receptions granted he you know the the next one he did get six catches which is over this mark on nine targets uh against carolina but again you're starting to see not just the receptions dwindle but the targets start to dwindle because guess what there's no stability at the quarterback position right now dobbs was was out and and now you're not even going to have dobbs more than likely so I'm telling you right now, this is a very struggling team for the Minnesota Vikings. They can't get anything going right now. And I just don't see Justin Jefferson being able to necessarily come in and and catch six passes. He may get to five, but Nick Mullins is not going to get you there. Uh, I'm sorry, but Nick Mullins is is not. We saw him in, in San Francisco. I, I definitely know that I've you know paid attention to, to, to early in his career uh, against it. But Nick Mullins... Look, he had nine completions when he came in against the Raiders uh, last week in his career last season alone. He did have a game against the the Bears where he had 11 completions, but that's still only 11 completions. That's hard for one player to break away with six catches with more than half of, of a guy's total completions. But before that, four completions, five completions, one completion in 2022. This is not a guy that's going to go out and get you 20 plus completions. I mean, he has before in his career. Yes. But again, this is a struggling Minnesota team now without that Kirk Cousins or without that strong presence of quarterback. So six catches for for Justin Jefferson, I, I feel like it's going to be a lot because I think they're going to keep it around the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to throw to their running backs, their tight ends, some crossing routes. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't see Justin Jefferson getting to six catches. So give me plus 118 over on FanDuel for Justin Jefferson under five and a half receptions. Yeah, I mean, again, he came back last week and, and left the game where I believe it was classified as a chest injury. And yeah, I think that, you know, looks like he is going to be playing in this game, but how effective is he going to be? But you also mentioned that, again, another court, a quarterback carousel for the Minnesota Vikings with Nick Mullins. And uh, you made a great point that he's going to throw to the running backs and he's going to throw to the tight ends because we saw when he was with this time with the San Francisco 49ers that. George Kittle was, I think, one of his favorite targets. And I think that's going to something that's going to transpire in this game. So, you know, you're taking the under on Jefferson. You know, I'm going to look here at uh, TJ Hawkinson to go over on his number uh, on his receiving yards. And that number is currently at, uh, let's see, he was at 51 and a half. I'll try to pull it up in my notes here. Yeah, 52 and a half is a number. So 
Um, I think that we saw this last week when Mullins did come in that he was targeting TJ Hawkinson in that matchup. And we know about the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Like they are allowing the most um, regards to the tight end position. And Hawkinson has been no stranger to targets this season, the Vikings offense. Just last week, Hawkinson was targeted over eight times uh, for five receptions for 53 yards. And the Bengals have allowed the six, have allowed six tight ends to get over this projection. I expect uh, Hawkinson to feast against this Bengals uh, defense that's not very good against tight end position. So I think that if they want to accumulate offense, it's going to have to be through TJ Hawkinson in this game. So I'm looking at over 52 and a half receiving yards here for TJ Hawkinson here, Rod. I think he's going to have a bonkers game that, that I think TJ Hawkinson, if you have him in fantasy, then I mean, you're probably going to get a pretty decent week out of him for sure. Cause like you said, I mean, this is a, this is a situation where if you have a quarterback that you know that you can just pin your ears and come after that's, that's what you're going to do. I mean, that's, that's obviously now, unfortunately the, the chargers felt that too, and they didn't get there, but uh, you know, it, it, to me, I, I feel like they're going to be under pressure all day. Mullen's going to be under pressure all day. Hawkinson runs a quick eight yard uh, uh, comeback to and and catches the ball. You know, you do that five, six, seven times, you're over the hump. So I like this. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go over to player problem number three, my friend. What do we got? Uh, well, I look at it, kickers. I want to I want to go someplace where, you know, you're probably not going to watch any other time, but to have actual money on him. Uh, and I'm going to go to Dustin Hopkins over there in the uh, in the Cleveland Browns area. I'm going to take, this is my first over. The day. I'm going to take his over on his kicking points at six and a half. Look, I know Cleveland's actually been surprisingly good on offense uh, lately. They have been putting up some points, which means that uh, Hopkins has actually been getting some run on this. And if you look at what he's done over the last several weeks, he's actually gone over this number in three, actually in four out of the last five. Hell, if you even go back all the way, he's really only missed this once since his uh, matchup against the Ravens back in October. So he's been over the six and a half point mark in all but one of those games, uh, whether it's by field goal, whether it's by kicking enough extra points to get the, you know, last week he kicked four extra points and one field goal. The week before that, two field goals and an extra point. Like he would have had eight points if he would have made the other extra point. But uh, again, Dustin Hopkins has actually been getting a fair share of run on this uh, on this offense. And we know that the Bears are no stranger to giving up points altogether anyways, too. So uh, kickers have been relatively active, maybe not so much over the last three weeks, but before that they gave up seven to uh, to the Panthers and, and Eddie Pinero. They gave up 12 to Dicker, the kicker. Uh, they gave up seven to Greg Joseph. Uh, actually, they gave up, uh, yeah, 11 to Greg Joseph. So, I, you know, they, they're giving up points in bunches. And I think Hopkins being as active as he is in that Browns offense and one of the main supplier of points, I think it's going to be very simple for him to get at least seven kicking points in this. This is a minus one Oh five over on DraftKings. So uh, keeping you watching the, the box scores of every game this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, look, I love a, a great, I think we've had a lot of success this season on kicker props and I know it's been led by you and I know even Chris got into some as well this season. And I tried to, I think the one, I think I gave out one or two this season as well. I think they uh, came into fruition and, and cash for me as well. So, um, I mean, you, you've been great with the kicker props here, Rod, and, and with the defensive props here as well. So I will definitely be telling this uh, with you, my friend. 
Um, all right, uh, let's go. Let's throw out something for the Saturday game uh, here. I know we talked about the TJ Hawkinson. Uh, um, I'm going to go to that game between the Steelers and the Colts. And I like Jalen Warren to go over on his receiving yards. That number got at 17 and a half. I like this all the way up to 20 and a half. But uh, this is a big game for both teams, right? When we talk about playoff positioning and the Colts this season. They have struggled against the running back position. I expect the Steelers to take advantage, whether that's on the ground or whether it's through the air. But I'm taking it through the air here where Jalen Warren is really that guy over Najee Harris when we talk about the passing game. So the Colts are allowing opposing running backs to average close to five receptions per game for 43 um, receiving yards. But in this matchup, I think it's a Warren that's going to get the bulk of the, or at least the targets through the air. So the Colts have allowed 14 different running backs to go over this projection of 17 and a half. And 12 of those, um, and they've gone over um, 12 of the 14 games, a running back has gone over this projection um, of 17 and a half receiving yards against the Colts. So, I mean, when we've had 14 different running backs do this against the Colts, and in the 14 games that the Colts have played, 12 of those uh, running backs have gone over this projection. We've seen Jalen Warren get heavily involved in this offense as well, right? Especially through the air. And we know that what he can do. So um, I'm quickly just trying to pull up his numbers here because the page just went out on me. But uh, let's see here. So Jalen Warren uh, on his receiving yards uh, this season. So there was a a point where he did kind of tail off as far as the receiving game went, but Last week against the New England Patriots, he had 29. Against the Cardinals, he didn't get there. He had actually minus four yards in that game. But we go back to the earlier in the season. Against the Browns, he had uh, 66. Against the Raiders, 23. 26 against the uh, Texans, 39 uh, against the Baltimore Ravens, 19 against the Jaguars, 25 against the Tennessee Titans. So he's getting the targets weekly. He's at at least a minimum of three targets in eight straight weeks. And if, I think that the number is there again in that realm of four to uh, three to four receptions. I think he's definitely getting over this number of 17 and a half. So Jalen Warren over 17 and a half receiving yards in this game against the Indianapolis Colts here, Rod. It's really just a couple of screen passes away. I, I really, that's all it is with these running backs and, and with a guy like Jalen Warren, who we know, is on the field a little more, is active a little more, does get those touches. Yeah, I think there's a, a pretty easy path to uh, to that number, to what is it, 18? That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Pretty, pretty easy. Uh, all right, Rod, any honorable mentions? Um, yeah, so you know what's funny? I do say that uh, it's funny that Justin popped on just in time for me to talk bad about his Bears. Sorry about that, Justin. Uh, live there we in, go. If you're not if you're not with us live in the chat, you should be. Um, you know what? I like one. I found one on DK. Uh, it's part of this weekly specials. We didn't really touch on the the Denver Broncos and the Lions game on the last one on Saturday night. So there's a weekly special in there that says Cortland Sutton for 60 or more receiving yards and Cortland Sutton for uh, at least one touchdown. It's sort of like a, a pre-built parlay. Uh, this is three to one, so plus 300 over there on DraftKings. I actually don't. I don't hate this. I think I like this for three to one. Um, look at what Sutton's done over the last several weeks. 62 uh, receiving yards last week, 77 the week before, 61 the week before that, 66 the week before that, and then 53. So right when the the Broncos started to get hot, I guess, as it were, uh, Cortland Sutton started to become... Funny the correlation, huh? Cortland Sutton... Yeah, a little bit. 
Cortland Sutton. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's been in the end zone in all but one of those games. The only game he wasn't in the end zone was against Cleveland, but he's been 10 touchdowns this season so far. And like I said, he, he's been in the end zone even far before that. He was in the end zone for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of eight games. So there's a very good chance that he's going to end up scoring the touchdown. And in fact, there's a pretty decent chance he'll score the first touchdown. But for this three to one uh, little parlay they got going on, I think for, for him to get at least 60 yards and a touchdown, that's a pretty decent little uh, little hit there. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned he's had 10 receiving touchdowns this season, has Corlin Sutton. Um, just, you know, the size of this guy whereas with his height that Russell Wilson and I think, you know, the offensive coaches have been able to utilize him in that red zone. And I think it's a, it's a yearly thing for Corlin Sutton just because he's such a big target to have uh, in that red zone. So, yeah, definitely. And again, Sutton's a guy that can definitely get the yardage. You rattled off the numbers. He's done it more times than not, not only this season, but also throughout his career. Um, I'll throw out a couple more here that I did like Michael Pittman Jr. Um, over seven and a half receptions. It's a big number, but it's a big number for a reason, right? Um, he's pretty much the workhorse. We know he's the number one target for the Indianapolis Colts offense uh, and also just target machine. We talk about target machines. I mean, you know, Ken Allen, um, you know, as the top of the list, but Michael uh, Pittman Jr. is starting to enter that conversation. Um, he's had double digit targets in five of the last six weeks for the Colts, but also He's also had at least eight receptions in six straight games for the Colts. So Gardner Minshew has been looking for Michael Pittman Jr. early and often. I expect the targets and the receptions to be there for Michael Pittman Jr. So uh, you might be able to get some plus odds on that over seven and a half uh, reception. So I think this might be another week uh, where he does have uh, eight receptions. And then I'll throw out one last one as an honorable mention. Um, or Actually, I, I, I am going to be playing this. DeAndre Hopkins against my Texans. Um, I mean, we know the storyline here that he's looking to, you know, get some revenge here. Uh, Texans are traveling to Tennessee in this game. And outside of the revenge factor, um, you take a look at back-to-back weeks for DeAndre Hopkins. He's had 12 uh, targets exactly uh, over the last two weeks. So Will Levis has been looking for him. The yardage has been there over the last two weeks as well. We saw what he did on Monday Night Football against the Dolphins. He had 124 receiving yards in that game. Also, he had 75 yards uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, if you want to go back a little further, he had 59 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's like, seems like he's stepping up in these games um, against uh, division opponents. I expect him to do that against his former team in the Houston Texans here as well. So there are a couple more uh, honorable mentions there uh, that I did like for this week. Uh, you have any more, uh, Rod? I, I think I went through them all. <laughs> all right, let's go to our touchdown scores uh, for this week. We had a really good night last night as far as our anytime touchdown scores. Hopefully we can carry that momentum into the weekend here. Rod, lead us off. So I'm going right back into that Miami game, and I'm going to go ahead and take Raheem Mostert. So not just the anytime. That, that's probably almost a given. That dude is scoring more touchdowns yeah. than, than anybody on God's green earth, right? I mean, we know that Mostert, what he scored 10 touchdowns so far, he only hasn't scored a touchdown in three games. So I'm going to go ahead and just give him two touchdowns. Uh, we're going to, okay. if you want the anytime, take the anytime. That's probably going to end up cashing for you. But if you really want to have some fun, Raheem Mostert, two TDs. You can find that at five to one, a lot of places, but six to one. It, on DK is the best price that I can get for it right now. So Raheem Mostert, two touchdowns. He did it the last time he played the Jets. Um, you know, and and look, Miami's a little pissed off. If you didn't see what happened to Miami uh, a little bit ago, then you know you got to go look into that. He's he's more than just a little pissed off, or they're all more than just a little pissed off. Excuse me, right now uh, after what happened to them. So 
you got to think that they're going to not shy away from using every weapon in their arsenal. And to be honest with you, I don't even think they actually, I know Mostert had one of his better games, but I almost feel like they didn't use him enough, to be honest with you. I think they still could have given him uh, the ball uh, a few more times. I know they gave him 21 attempts for 96 yards, but maybe my eyes just didn't feel like they get, got him involved enough. But um, he did get two touchdowns last week as well. So he's scoring, he's scoring in bunches. You know, I, I just, I think that uh, for him to not score more than, or, or at least more than one is is sort of a, I just feel like this is a, a come out piss game. Yeah. It gets in the end zone twice. Um, I think you're right that they have to take out some frustration on the Jets here. I know like defensively, the Jets came into the season. So it was going to be a really good, you know, defensive unit, but especially without, if Tyreek Hill doesn't play in this game, maybe just see the, you know, the running attack here with uh, Raheem Mostert. And again, I, I always can see a world with Raheem Mostert has at least two, uh, or could get a, a game with at least two touchdowns. So cannot talk you off of that one, my friend. Um, I'm going to double down. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins plus 145. I think there'll be an emphasis. Uh, he's a great red zone target. We've seen this all throughout his career uh, when he was with the Texans, when he was with the Cardinals, and now we're seeing it with the uh, Titans here as well. So at plus 145, you know, D hop to kind of stick it to the Texans. I do. I do. I'm a narrative guy, Rod, if you don't haven't figured that out yet about uh, doing us doing the show over the last two seasons. But at plus 145, I'll take uh, DeAndre Hopkins to find the end zone. So for the Packers, Rod, I did see that both um, AJ Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones are officially questionable. I doubt Aaron Jones plays, and it seems like that A.J. Dillon is trending towards not playing as well. Um, I like Patrick Taylor to find the end zone, and I think the odds are also indicating that he may find the end zone because his odds are only plus 180 for him to find the end zone. If you watch this guy run the football, he really reminds me, or his running style is similar to that of um, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, this downhill hard runner. Um, I think that he may be uh, this uh, possibility that he does find the end zone here at plus 180. Um, and then I'll throw out uh, one from the Lions and the uh, Broncos game. We already talked about Corlin Sutton. Anytime you see him at plus odds, you got to take it, no matter if it's plus 105 or plus 110, what I'm staring at right now. Um, Jamison Williams, plus 450 to find the end zone. This is one of those guys that, you know, you can get involved, whether it's in the passing game, like a downfield threat. You know, he's he's a, he's a fast player. But there was a game, I think it was against the Bears. Um, it was either the Bears or the Saints last week where um, they kind of got him involved in the jet sweep action. And they uh, were able to get him into the end zone, just him utilizing his speed and getting into the end zone. So I'll throw that one out there. Jameson Williams uh, on Saturday night, plus 450. If you want to sprinkle on him first touchdown, that's at 25 to 1. Uh, so I don't hate that uh, either. Uh, all right. So those are our touchdown scores for this uh, weekend. Uh, Rod, let's do our best bets and then we'll put together our um, prize picks entry for the weekend schedule here. You want to give us your best bet first? Uh, sure. I will go with my kicking bet because I feel like this is probably the easiest one to make. And that's Dustin, Ho Dustin Hopkins uh, over six and a half kicking points. Plus, it's the one that the least amount of juice on here. So I like that at minus 105 on DK. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, all right. I will go. 
I'm going to go either D hop or let's just go D hop, man. I'll be the narrative guy. Uh, I also do love Jalen Warren uh, over on his receiving yards. Um, I'll give you two. Why not? Since there's two games or two days of football with Saturday and Sunday. So I'll go Jalen Warren for the Saturday games over 17 and a half receiving yards. And then DeAndre Hopkins over 40, uh, sorry, 57 and a half receiving yards against the Houston Texans. So feel really good about those two uh, for this weekend. All right, Rod, last but not least, let's put together our price picks entry for this uh, NFL week 15. Again, go to pricepicks.com. If you don't already have an account, uh, use our promo code SGPN. Uh, you'll get a first deposit match of up to $100. You can come play along with us uh, and also make your own picks over on price picks. Uh, and you can just select more or less on, um, on honestly, not only the NFL, but NBA, NHL, college football, college basketball, soccer. They even have first half stuff as well. First quarter stuff for NBA as well. I know MMA, uh, UFC, uh, pay-per-view event, last one of the year. Uh, a lot of people will tune into that. So they have a lot, a lot of great stuff uh, happening over on Price Picks. Their, their board is absolutely, uh, it's an extensive uh, menu, which I really love about them. So, uh, all right, Rod. So let us start here with um, our... I think we'll put in our, our our favorite plays for this week. So I see Dustin Hopkins, uh, six and a half kicking points. We'll go more on that. Um, let me see if Jalen Warren is posted here for the Saturday games. Um, let's see. Uh, let me just search for it. It might be faster that way. Jalen Warren, I see at 17 and a half receiving yards. We'll go more on that. Uh, you want to throw in another one that you like for this week? Uh, let's see. Do you want to do Brees Hall under 44 and a half? Yeah, I really like that one. That was a, yeah, I uh, love the handicap that you gave on that. So we'll go, let's see, Brees Hall. Then, uh, I see 43 and a half for his number. So we'll I go less like than, less than, yeah. Yeah. I think that it might be just be another game where he's like in the thirties. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll throw that in there. All right. I love it. So we'll do a, fee, a three pick entry here on the power play. Power play means you have to hit all three of these uh to uh, win some moolah so just to recap our price breaks entry is going to be dustin hopkins more than six and a half kicking points and jalen warren more than 17 and a half receiving yards and then we'll go Brees hall less than 43 and a half rushing yards uh for this nfl week 15 prize picks entry and that is another week in the books for our nfl Player props here, Rod. Anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Enjoy two days of football. I mean, we've already enjoyed the Thursday night game. I know that there won't be that much of a points explosion in all of the rest of the games, but hopefully yeah. we didn't use up all the points <laughs> in Thursday night's game. But yeah, it'll be fun. Be a blast. Uh, obviously, check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. We have broken down pretty much everything the books have given us so far. Win totals, head-to-head uh, -head matchups in the championship. So lots of fun over there. And then uh, check out the F1 Gambling Podcast next week. We'll have some championship uh, uh, futures to, to break down too there. Love it. Yeah. Uh, again, we're right around the corner uh, for motorsports uh, to be kicking off again. It's going to be here before you know it. So make sure you guys tune in with Rod and Cody. They absolutely crushed it last season. I'm uh, no doubt in my mind they're going to do it again for the new season coming up uh, in the 2024 year. Um 
If you haven't already subscribed to the NFL Gambling Podcast uh, YouTube feed, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, uh, go ahead and do that. And also, if you want to hit the like button, if you did watch this uh, stream live over on YouTube, you can uh, follow Rod, like you mentioned, on X at RJ Gomez. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll be back next week, as usual, for the Thursday night football game and NFL Week 16 as well. Till then, enjoy the games this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it Ride.